Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Campus protests supportive of Hamas, complete with coded chants and blatant anti-Jewish threats of violence, could be against the law. And for exchange students, it might cost them their visas. My sense is that the Republicans are looking at something that is perhaps an existing precedent that really isn't something that's usually processed, that's usually done and they want to push the State Department to do that. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Foreign students are just one group of people who regularly apply for visas from the U.S. State Department, and part of all that paperwork includes a declaration that the applicant doesn't support terrorism or have any links to known terrorist groups. So what happens when a foreign student studying in the U.S. joins a protest in support of Hamas? Hamas is a recognized terror syndicate. Is the student's visa invalidated? Did they lie when filling out the application? Can they be deported? That's a question being asked on Capitol Hill in light of campus protests around the nation decrying Israel's war against Hamas, which sparked violence against Jewish students. Nearly daily basis, we are seeing students protesting. That's not new, but we're seeing students protesting, many of whom likely are pro-Palestinian. That's also not new, but we're seeing them also support some of them supporting Hamas. Fox's Griff Jenkins is following this and speaks to us from Washington. Openly saying that what Hamas did, the horrific atrocities it committed on innocent Israeli civilians were acts of resistance, that Hamas fighters are somehow freedom fighters when they are terrorists. We even see now in college campuses students ripping down the posters of Israeli hostages. And so it's led to calls getting louder and louder from Republican members of Congress, Marco Rubio on the Senate side, uh, Tony Gonzalez on the House side, that have got Uh, resolutions they want to put on the Senate and House floors that would ask the administration and President Biden to use existing laws to enforce the revoking of visas of foreign-born individuals, particularly those that are foreign-born student visas who are actively supporting Hamas. And you're right to, to go into the weeds just for a second. Yeah. Every the State Department requires Evan, every individual that wants to come here on a student visa or otherwise, all these applicants to complete what's called the DS-160 form, where they ask specifically this question, do you intend to provide financial assistance or other support to terrorists or terrorist organizations? And since the U.S. has officially designated Hamas as a terrorist organization, Many are saying, doesn't the State Department have an obligation, a legal obligation, to take action against these sympathizers 
And the answer as to whether they're doing it or not is quite unclear. There's nothing to suggest recently that the State Department is doing anything. And we asked the State Department, my producer Casey reached out yesterday multiple times, the State Department said, are you doing anything about this? Because we're seeing these instances, you know, growing of, of, of what is outright support of, of Hamas and endorsing of their activities. And the State Department says, they, they gave kind of a non-answer uh, in, in that they said, no visas are issued until all concerns raised through the screening process are fully resolved, and they go on to say whenever they uncover information that might suggest an individual is a potential threat, the department shares that information with all appropriate other government agencies. So at the end of the day, you don't have really uh, a precursor for when students became Hamas cheerleaders. And now, granted, when they all applied, they likely would have said no uh, on that box. Check no, otherwise they wouldn't have gotten the visa to begin with. But the question now is, are there tools uh, available to the administration to crack down on, on students who particularly are, are openly sympathizing with Hamas? I asked Congressman Gonzalez today, I said, do you think there's, there's uh, any chance that your resolution, your bill sees a light today on the House floor? And he said he's hopeful that, that, that it will. The, the White House, by the way, uh, the uh, NSC spokesman there or uh, uh, advisor for strategic communications, whatever Admiral Kirby's fancy title is, he was asked earlier this week about about these calls from Republicans. And he said, I'm going to punt on that. It's a First Amendment rights issue. Here's the big question. Obviously, if you are in this country as a non-citizen and you, you have a visa and you commit a crime, that obviously puts that visa in jeopardy. We've seen that before, even outside of the scope of of, of supporting a terrorist group or whatnot. But uh, if you are if you haven't done anything theoretically illegal, you haven't committed a crime, but you have expressed these sentiments and you've maybe you've donated some money even to, to some group that may be circumspect. Is there a State Department process for revoking someone's visa is there is there a due process is there a hearing in any kind of way or do they just simply have the power to say nope visa canceled they call up the folks at say ice or or uh border patrol or whoever and they say look this guy's here illegally if you find him or go find him uh or her and uh get rid of him how, how, how is there a process for that oh you listen evan this is the U.S. federal government. Yeah. There's a process for making coffee, <laughs> taking the trash out, and cooking scrambled eggs. And you, you're right. So, so the answer is quite complicated, and I'm not even sure I'm, I'm fully uh, qualified to, to to lay it out. But there's definitely a process. And in the case of someone uh, that, that's that's uh, arrested, for example, and I know you're asking about just simply sympathizers, yeah. but if you are arrested in the process of being a sympathizer, you're you're also going to be subjected to to removal, to deportation. Right. And so you are then turned over to essentially ICE's uh, enforcement and, and removal uh, office, the ERO. Um, the process for, for simply uh, removing someone uh, or, or revoking someone's visa is less ICE related, but but certainly there, there's there's a process at the State Department to consider that, and, and yeah. it becomes its own case. But but the important thing 
in like this resolution, Mar Marco Rubio put in, in his uh, sort of statement about, about this joint resolution, he says, quote, there, meaning just the Hamas sympathizer, their very presence violates the law. So my sense is that the Republicans are looking at something that is mm -hmm. perhaps an existing precedent that really isn't something that's usually processed, that, that's usually done, and they want to push the State Department to do that. And one last point on it, uh, Senator Hawley did raise this uh, a few days ago with DHS Secretary Mayorkas, and Mayorkas, perfect bureaucratic speed, because he's very good at that. He, he did lay out that it's really uh, a legal matter, a legal interpretation. So in other words, the legal interpretation of their sympathizing uh, would be a case-by-case -case legal uh, uh, rendering versus what would ultimately be their their freedom of speech, First Amendment right, you know, just because you have the the opinion that you love Hamas doesn't necessarily mean you're in violation uh, of anything. And so you're talking about a, a very, I think, nuanced legal yeah. interpretation of, of what amounts to to sympathizing and, 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 and really what exactly are these tools in legal uh, renderings that the Republicans think the State Department has to do so much as just revoke somebody's visa and maybe kick them out because, hey, you're taking the enemy's side. We're speaking with Fox's Griff Jenkins in Washington on how foreign student visas might be up for review if anyone here on them has been protesting in support of Hamas. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Let's talk about uh, Secretary of State Blinken, who is headed back now to the Middle East one more time. Uh, this has obviously been a very active couple of weeks for him as he is trying to uh, negotiate some very precarious relationships that the United States has uh, or does not have, for that matter, uh, namely vis-a-vis -vis the Qatari. Um, but uh, what what is the the secretary looking to do on this trip? You know, he just hosted or just met with the foreign secretary, a foreign uh, minister from, I believe, Saudi Arabia. Uh, what is he planning on on accomplishing on this trip now? Well, it feels very much, Evan, and he said as much before he departed that he's kind of picking up off where President Biden would have had the meeting with Egypt's leader, with Amman's leader, when it, obviously the Middle East meeting got canceled at the last minute yeah. when the hospital in Gaza uh, was bombed, as we now know, by failed Islamic Jihad uh, rockets, but was blamed initially on Israel and the meetings fell apart. So he goes back across there and, and as, as Blinken often states there's no greater priority than the release of American hostages. So that's the main thing. The criticism that he is getting, uh, former Secretary Mike Pompeo, who had his job in the previous administration, had, had a pretty fair criticism today on our air talking about the fact that while Lincoln's going over there to try to secure the release of hostages, try and get, uh, you know, some sort of 
conversation going about whether we need a pause to get the Americans out and then larger the picture of what's the plan after Hamas is gone for a two-state solution, all that stuff. The problem is that he just won't bring himself to use the word Iran. The word Iran never ends up in it. And so while we see Hamas, which is funded and, and Iran's fingerprints are all over this, and Hezbollah threatens to get in the picture, which is all driven by Iran, it seems that they're they're ignoring the elephant in the room and really uh, handicapping the secretary's trip from accomplishing anything. If you're not going to go over there and talk to the king of Jordan and get a guy like that on the same page saying, hey, we need more pressure on Iran uh, to to your... (laughs) Uh, northeast there on the on the map right. to to really get to some place where there's an understanding of what is the plan after day one, as they say, which is the current situation that Israel's in. And and so I think that that's a fair criticism because at the end of the day, if you're not going to ultimately drive the conversation towards the guy really behind the curtain, then you know what's the point? Hopefully, yeah. by the way, this short. Uh, uh, top priority mission of getting some of those hostages released uh, could come about. We'll see. You talk about the man behind the curtain. That uh, often means uh, the Ayatollah in Iran. But then there's also the other man behind the other curtain. And this comes back to Vladimir Putin. Uh, Hamas leadership had been meeting in Moscow with senior ranking Russian officials, maybe even Vladimir Putin himself. We don't know. Um, And there's the risk that any U.S. action against Iran could draw in the Russians again. Um, it's not, you know, it, it, two months ago, I might have said this, such a question would be hysterical or hyperbolic, but how, how close is this to becoming a, some kind of global war? I, I hate the term World War Three. I think it gets thrown around so much, but. Yeah, it, it does get thrown around, and, and really, that's the money question. I mean, that's really... You know, we talk about uh, American interests, strategic interests for our country. That's the big one. Now, you're about to see uh, the the concerns that you have being played out on the House floor because you you may have seen this resolution to support Israel doesn't deal separates Ukraine and and, and and even the the border, our southern border, but. Uh, the administration is saying, look, we we, we got to stop Putin just the same as we got to stop Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah. And so um, Democrats are, are linking those two together, whereas, you know, uh, the, the Republicans right now want to just fund Israel single issue. But I think that, um, you know, will any part of Blinken's trip you know, give us any insight to answering that question? I highly doubt it. And if he even has conversations, we'll be the last to know about it. However, the 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 concerns are are clearly well founded, and and I think that the more you see this domestic fight over money and aid, the more you're going to see Democrats talk about their concerns over Putin getting involved. Then there's the strategic question for guys like General Jack Keane, who right. say maybe the threat isn't as as uh, pressing as we think it might be because 
for the better part of two and a half years, Putin's army has been getting decimated uh, in Ukraine with zero gains really in that eastern Donbass where they just constantly been fighting. So what could they actually do? Who knows? But one thing is for sure. You do have bipartisan support in this town, in D.C. where I'm sitting, for stopping attacks on U.S. personnel in places like Iraq and Syria at these bases. Right. And they say that these responses are, you know, proportionate and more will come. But only time will tell whether or not, uh, you know, these these Iranian proxies have learned their lesson. And as these attacks keep increasing, it appears they need to be uh, slapped a little harder on the wrist in the next attack. Griff Jenkins, our Fox News correspondent in Washington. Thank you so much for being with us again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks, Evan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.